brothers and sisters, it's um, Apostle Prophet Pamela Rich. I'm back with you. Part two concerning the strange fire. Um, brothers and sisters, I'm exposing internationally around the world. And as I was talking about the building that the Lord had given me to one of his, um, his servants, Reginald, that was willing and obedient, brothers and sisters, that was humble enough to give up himself uh, to help God's servant. And so the Lord had everything. It's so perfect. Thank you, Lord. Everything is so perfect. And he had everything in order. Now, God sets the timing of his, his revival. Man don't tell God when they're going to have revival. God, by the Holy Spirit, he will send his revival. And he will send it through a clean vessel. He will send it through a committed, dedicated vessel at his appointed time. He's not sending it through everybody, every church. It doesn't work like that. God talks about the former and the latter rain. Yes, he does. But God said those ones that meek of the earth would um, eat the uh, um, good of the land. He talked about the meek, not the arrogant, not the religious cult, you know, um, not the proud and hearty. He talked about the meek, meek of the earth, brothers and sisters. So I was in there, as we all know, by myself. So when the Lord was with me, praise God, he was with me. I meant physically by myself, but the Lord was with me. So God sees your heart. He knows what's in your heart. He knows the beginning from the end. And the Lord allowed it to take place, brothers and sisters. They were not receptive to it here in the state of Georgia. They people, the people as a whole, everybody didn't know about it because, like I said, this is broadcast through podcasts or, you know, people share, they don't share, people don't turn, tune in. But, um, like I said, for the timing of what took place, you can see exactly how let's say um, Satan's agents, you know, that came in at that appropriate time. So they thought to use the building for a cookout. This is what he wanted to be. He said the, the room that I was in is bigger than the one that that bishop next door was in in there. And so I know the spirit um, that's with these people that are part of his church as well as himself after what he saw. I mean, people, this is not something that they just do. People have already been there. We're not just getting into the evil of men's heart. This is where men have been. This is where men have set up against other men, you know, and women against their lives, you know, to try to, um, like a, like I said, a crab in a basket, trying to come up on somebody else's, you know, dime. And so it's the same today, you know, in the religious cult, because um, God's church is not a church of competition. And I thank God because um, by the grace of God, I've always been in the truth. And see, that's what keeps me. When you've been in this Baptist, Catholic, and all these other different denominations, and you got that seed, and that's why God said 30, uh, 60, 100, for everybody's not going to get it. Because, like I said, they tainted from the uh, from the womb. They tainted from the very thing that they started out with as a child. And they carried that on to wherever they may go in the end of their life. But when he seriously probably thought, he seriously probably thought in his mind, some things, brothers, that you just have to laugh at. Because it's the, the silliness of men and what they actually think they can get away with because they don't value their life. That's one of the reasons why you see many people killing God forbid. People don't value their life because the church don't value God. They have no fear of God. So therefore, they put that out there in the things that they do. This is a perfect example that he will always be accountable for to God, brothers and sisters. And nobody's going to stay in that atmosphere where you know the person that the uh, next door to you 
um, that's trying to get where you are. So come up on 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 the dime on the dime. So he wants to get into your building, and so that he can think he can start a revival, and then all these other treasures can can come with it. Lord, I mean, uh, brothers and sisters, I mean, I am so mm, like. Uh, un, it's just like unfreaking believable what men have been doing these men that God did not call in these pulpits that have been really trying to get the money because they know about the wealth transfer and other different things you know concerning the treasure of God's kingdom somewhat they don't know it all so they try to set up these different agendas and they get these people underneath them that they didn't already brainwashed they didn't already manipulated and so now these people think you are the devil, you are a child of Satan, thinking you are, you know, um, the evil one. And so and they think that they are um, a godly and they think that they are above reproach because they have a building, you know, that, like I said, the uh, commercial system allow them to stay in, whether they're behind or not, because they're all working together. But when you try to keep up your rent, you have a problem because you're not a part of that system. I'm talking to those ones that are humble, those ones that are meek. This is what's going on. This is the good and the evil. So they're accepting the evil today. So these pastors, they came in with them. I even had a lady I've seen a couple times, and I've seen the, um, who was that? I've never seen them before, mind, mind you, on this side of town, the Jehovah Witness. So they set up something not far from the church. Then i seen a lady that had a tent, a prayer tent. So here she comes. You see what I'm saying, brother? To always follow and monitor you. Here she comes. She's not uh, not even been out there before with a tent, you know, a prayer tent. Just keep on trying to follow me and what I'm doing to try to steal the proceeds that they think, literally, listen, listen, please. They actually think that they're going to keep what they have stolen. I don't care how many people have come. I don't care how many people have, have left. Just the idea that you would come up to try to, to have done that, God is going to hold you accountable for it all because he sees your heart. And that's covetousness. Everything that you see me doing, you coveted. You don't have a relationship with me. And so you're not a part of God's kingdom. You've been a part of the religious system. You don't want to come out of it. You have one step in the grave and you're trying to have one step over here with God in the kingdom, but it's not working for you because nothing but death is in the religious system. It's a tradition of men. It's errors. It's heresies. It's evil. It's apostate. It's everything that's not of God. It's antichrist. It's everything that's not of God. So now you set up a prayer thing, but you can't come to the service that's right around the corner where you got your prayer tent. See what I'm saying? People's hearts are desperately wicked. So she doesn't even see that, but she knows because she wouldn't just came out there all of a sudden. They're setting things up. They have people in place. They have gatekeepers. They have an agenda. I'm talking about they, the religious cult. So I'm exposing all of their their so-called evil plans that they thought was hidden because you don't see it. So you're hearing it on my podcast, Jesus' little podcast, for a reason. So this is how they're operating. So I'm exposing their operational methods so you can keep coming with your um, nonsense and your tricks so you think. And I'm going to continually expose them to the people because the people are going to wake up those ones that want to wake up and some of them even want to hold you accountable and some of them are going to stop coming in that building where you have manipulated and stolen from them and where you are brainwashing them 
and they're not um, getting seeing any difference in their lives. So that's my purpose um, to come to get people out, get the people out of the um, the satanic cult, religious cult, and to get people into the kingdom of God. So therefore, like I said, so that was an agenda. So God's revival that was under under my leadership that He placed me under His leadership to to carry this revival. And the churches have failed God, but they were not submitted. They were rebellious. They could not submit to the authority that God has upon us. Does that mean that the authority is gone? No, because I'm not responsible for what man chooses to do. And God already knows their heart. So why would he allow you to do something and then it comes? Because he has to have a way of escape. <laughs> common sense. So you're not going to even figure it out because it's common sense. He has to have a way of escape. For you to be able to come out the religious call and because the state of georgia they refused to come in and they missed it and they tried to set up where they were going to try to set up some strange fire and the bishop thought he was going to be over it that it wasn't going to work for them and not only that it's consequences that's coming behind it hmm. you better believe me there's great consequences that's coming behind it and the thing about it you're not going to know and god's not going to tell you when it's going to hit but it's coming to your house it's coming to your building is coming because you came against God. You thought you were able to be God, play God, and stand in the midst of what God was doing, that you had enough um, boldness and arrogance to think that you could do this and get away with it. But Aaron's two sons were slain suddenly by God. Suddenly. People are dying suddenly for a reason, brothers and sisters. Don't think that this spiritual thing is a joke. Good and evil is real. And God is not playing concerning um, the saving of these souls out here, these precious souls that God wants to save. God is not trying to bring them back into the same old um, relationship that they had with these pastors that mistreated them, that dragged them, that didn't even repent, that hadn't had a true revival, like I said, in 20 years or more. And the people suffered and went in wanting. And now they have mental illness and they're setting up facilities, mental facilities here in Georgia. I guess that's what they came up with down there at the clergy, down at City Hall, that that's what they was going to do. So they can still, the churches still have their building, they can do whatever they want, have their own events. And so if the people have some type of mental illness or whatever, um, they're going to send them to this uh, mental facility that I'm sure that the pastors were involved in. They knew about it, but God is called, church is called a house of prayer. So therefore, the prayers wasn't working. So that's why they did what they did. But I'm as a prophet of God to the nation, I'm exposing it internationally. This was the assignment agenda of some of these fivefold ministers. Brothers and sisters, 80% of the people are not going to make it. We're in the last hour, and these men, these fivefold uh, ministries, uh, men and women that have given uh, um, their life over to the devil and allowed the devil to control them, and the people that stay under them, brothers and sisters, you can see the word of God coming to pass. Very few will walk the straight and narrow. So God sent this revival by his Holy Spirit to reach his people here. So I'm here and by, uh, by the grace of God. And um, I have been attacked and my life has been, like I said, threatened by nobody. They want to make me think of that. It's really it's really a stranger. It's really somebody on a uh, heads and highways that I don't know, that's not interested, that's not praying. No, it's the witchcraft prayers that's coming from these uh, warlocks and witches that want to pray and hold um uh, prayer meetings all over the world, International Prayer Day, and all this stuff. 
that for years and decades, they haven't changed this world atmosphere whatsoever in a positive way. But when God sent this ministry, by the grace of God, I give him all the praise. I give him all the glory and honor with confidence, knowing my God lives. And he sent his revival. And he did exactly what he said he was going to do for the people. The people rejected him. Again, they rejected him and they went back to these soothsayers, to these sorcerers. He went back to these witches and warlocks, brothers and sisters. So therefore, like I said, um, you're going to have to give an account. Everyone's going to give an account. No one has gotten away with nothing. I'm still alive. I'm still sitting in my seat of authority and God's government anointing as Joseph ruled and reigned with God. And so therefore, they thought they were going to get rid of me before the time so that they can run off with the proceeds. It's not going to happen. They will die before I will ever in Jesus' name. Because I know for a fact there was a man of God that came that was powerful. God was with him. And they wanted to do the same thing to this man that God sent to help the people because they want to keep the people in slavery. They want to keep the people blind. And um, these witches in that were inside of the building, in the church building, inside of a Pentecostal church, they were in there that I had no recollection, maybe maybe a little because I was in more immature spiritually back then. But God opened my eyes on that day. I never forgot it. I was shocked, dazed and confused. What? Inside the church, sitting in here doing what? Praying against a man of God, a true man of God, but God sent on a mission for a revival, and here you doing this? Oh my gosh. And then you have to ask yourself, well, why? When she announced that you can go back on my podcast, oh, the revival of the Lord is here, inviting everybody to come, nobody shows up. So guess what that means? Seven, listen, seven works of spirits has come upon you, has come upon the house of God. Seven works of spirits. And because you didn't advocate, you didn't stand up against the wrong that was being done concerning the building, had nothing to say but your gossip and all. Let me tell you something. That's one thing that God addressed because you've never been in revival of the Lord. The gossiping that takes place within the body of Christ is not of God. It's of Satan. God is so adamant about people gossiping about one another. He absolutely hates it. So because you've been doing this ever since um, I've been here, the pandemic for the last two years, let me tell you something. You're going to eat exactly. You're going to reap what you have sown. Because that's one thing that God, because that stirs up strife, that cause stirs up all kinds of um, wickedness when you're gossiping. It's not of the spirit of God. It's the spirit of exactly what is the antichrist and religion that they're in. So I'm exposing that internationally too as well. So when they go on from church to church and however they contact it and try to monitor me, you know exactly you have no excuse and you stayed in there. Especially he's gossiping about, um, <laughs> gossiping about a true man and woman of God. And I think about how they wanted to get rid of this uh, evangelist. And um, and the Lord came in, of course, protecting this man, allowing the very thing to take place. The pastor, seven churches, could not come to the river. He invited them. Listen to me. My God, thank you, Holy Ghost. Just bring back the remembrance. He invited them, went to the church personally, as I did on the podcast, and invited them to come. Brothers and sisters, they see the anointing on my life. They see um, the call. The Lord has already affirmed me in the presence of um, 
these uh, bride of Christ, not one of these pastors. They wanted to steal it. The one next door, the bishop next door, wanted to steal it. Brothers, that they could not um, come and say, yes, pastor, we want you to come to our church. The Spirit of God is moving in your life, in your ministry. And like the pastor said in um, Honduras, and I want to know more about it. You come preach the kingdom. Let me invite you to our church, and I want more, more about your ministry. So he allowed me to preach in there. Then I had another pastor that um, he saw the anointing on my life when I was in a, um, I can't remember. I think I can't remember what country it was. But I was just visiting him. It was a service I was invited to. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, for bringing it back to my remembrance. All good things. <laughs> All great things God has done. And so when he saw me, I just went up there. I was set. There was a whole message. And the one thing he said next was that he said the power is coming. He said it just like that. They haven't suffered for the power. They haven't done anything for the power, brothers and sisters. So when I said they, I'm saying majority because it's God has an elect. He has 144,000. Why that's a small number, now we can see. And it's exactly that number. And it's people that's being blotted out the Bible. So, and, and then he says, greater posse will, will come before he comes. So this is the greater posse that you see all the churches that went in with that, thinking that that was okay to do that. So their mind always deceived them because they sitting under um, false prophets and warlocks. So when I went there to shake the man's hand, he grabbed my hand and he told me he told me some things and he asked me he invited me to come on that sunday if i still be there to preach whatever god's given me to preach not one of these churches listen in the state of georgia how disgusting you are not one of these pastors and five women have invited me to come to preach um they thinking that god's revival gonna fall. it's not god's revival it's strange fire because i'm exposing it to you internationally you will never be able to um, go for God um, without the truth because you all know now what is taking place. And so therefore you cause yourself a detriment and your children and your children's children because you missed it. And so when I was there, um, I came and I, and I to the, the church and I preached the church and the, and, the, and, the, and the evangelist, the one that's supposed to interpret it for me, he was a part of religion cult. Like I said, they were fighting me while I was over there, but they lost the fight as they lost it now. In Jesus' name. So uh, I told the, uh, the pastor, I said, Pastor, I said, um, the evangelist, I said, he pulled out. And so he said he wasn't going to be able to make it. So they were trying to take me back to the house. And I said, no, absolutely not. Take me to the church now. So he took me to the church. And he said, don't worry about it, Pastor. I got my grandson. He can do it. Grandson, 17 years old. Me and him was up there by the grace of God flowing in the Holy Spirit. God was moving in that church. He moved in that small church. And the Lord anointed that man of God, pulled the oil on his head. I was just like Samuel. I pulled the oil on the pastor's head, and God gave him the double portion. Now, brothers and sisters, I know, and I declare to you that I know in God who I am. And my strength is not in myself and in my title. My strength is in Christ Jesus, the Holy One of Israel. My strength is in God and always has been. And my dedication is to him, not to you, not to the people, to God. So therefore, um, he um, blessed me and said, you know, thank you for being a blessing here in this church and being a blessing to us. And I pray that the blessing and the spirit of God that you have left here will continually stay. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus, in your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for allowing me to remember 
remind me of that when people are so jealous of the calling and the gifting that God's placed in me. And then God himself will um, supernaturally shoot you out of this world and take you places men have never even dreamt of because of the jealousy that men have in their hearts do nothing but propel you into greatness. And I thank you, God, for the greatness that's upon my life. That these people are defiled. They, they have transgressed, Father God, um, your laws, your commandments, your ordinance. You said you said a covenant, a man's what? Neighbor covet not. They have been coveting God for decades. Things concerning me. And in the courts of heaven, God, I find them guilty. Guilty of, as charged across the board. Starting here in the state of Georgia, across the board. And I pray, Father God, for your justice. And I pray, God, for your gavel to come down upon them in the name of Jesus. Make them accountable in this hour, Father God, for um, trying to throw away, Father, what is good and accepting what is evil. I pray that you make them accountable all over this YouTube channel. I pray that you make them accountable all over this world and the different nations. Brothers and sisters, and, and Father, the, the uh, leadership, first of all, and let the judgment start to the house of God. They had been there for too long, doing evil continuously, trying to do good to their members, brainwashing their members to somebody, someone that they're not. And then when when the prophet, the true prophet, come in the house, then the whole shebang change. They cannot follow through, brothers and sisters, what, what uh, they're supposed to do. But the members, they are, they so uh, entangled, entangled, ensnared in them. It's sad. It's sad to see people fall so easy. But you can fool some people some of the time, but you can't fool God's true servants. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that um, the Lord is not allowing me to be fooled by what man is doing. I don't care how many you talk, how much, how much money you're making, how long you're talking on his YouTube channel, how many people you have on me for you. You are not of God. God did not send you to cause a confusion. God did not send you to have people need for you without a title. God did not send you to be no motivational speaker. God set up the five-fold ministry point blank, period. All this stuff is of the secular world, is of Satan's kingdom, is of the beast system. Don't be surprised that the beast system has set this up so that he can get more converts off of YouTube, off the technology, Instagram, Twitter, in his fold and that's what i see because i don't see i don't see the holiness of god when i look at um these men and women of god on this uh, platform i don't hear the apostolic preaching i don't see the anointing of jesus christ upon their lives brothers and sisters like i said you better be careful i remember god told me and this and this is what i will end with I know I heard someone say they try people try to find out who's the mole in the um, group, right? <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, they got this thing so backwards. They actually think without doing any other work, without going through anything, without going through the fire, being purged, without going through this journey, suffering, knowing that they haven't suffered, but they, they've taken up this title and God speaking to them every day, right? Not saying God will speak to some people every day, but my thing is you don't even see the sanctification in these people. So we already know it's strange fires, it's psychics and it's divination. So therefore, 
<clears throat> they will want you because you're one person, right? Thinking that you will actually believe that you are the mole in the group because of them working together in the religious kingdom to come about an agenda that they have through arrogance and through pride that God does not, is not with them. So therefore, um, brothers and sisters, this is exposure as well. And so therefore, nobody's falling for what you're saying because you don't want to hear the truth. And because you wanted me to use, wanted to use the anointing to bless you, to bless the world, the atmosphere, and all the things of the earth to come, which God wants it to be so. But the question is now, and always been, do you deserve any of it? Have you sown a seed into anything? So therefore, don't consider it strange when you fall into an, an diverse sin and all types of temptation in this hour. Because you chose to try to imitate the fire of God, that he would shut it down in Jesus' name. And I remember a message that God gave me a long time ago. And as I say, this is the last man standing. When God had me to preach that message, and he kicked every last person out of the building that was inside of the church with me. Why would you, why, why, Pastor, why? Why would he do that? Because they were going to these false prophets. They were going to these bigger churches. And they were being manipulated against me. And they, uh, uh, some of them were actually going with them because they felt like they had more to offer than where God was, where he had everything because God was there. So therefore, of course, they never, get, never got delivered. So the Lord said, go and kick the devil out. This is what God said. This is God's speech. Kick the devil out that was in the people. In other words, they couldn't come back. And so I did exactly what God said, meaning that no one came that Sunday. And the message that God gave me was the last man standing. There was two witnesses that were there. They were not members. They were two visitors. But I believe they were there as two witnesses to see what God has said. So God said, the last man standing. And this is what I see today. To all the people, and it ain't, about, ain't got nothing, absolutely nothing to do with arrogance or pride. It got to do with the truth and confidence and the spirit of God and the fire of God that's in me that I see on YouTube and what I experience in the church, the righteousness of God that should be in their hearts and what they're doing the right thing rather than the wrong thing and doing all the setups that I will see why this message, the last man standing, will fit me in Jesus' name because he made it to be so. Amen.